in the room today with me are from Absolute Radio, senior producer Brian Murphy. Good afternoon. And uh, or good morning, if you're listening to this in the morning. Or good evening, or good night. Uh, let's just cover all bases, first of all. Let's do all those tag variants. Uh, tonight from 8.30, tomorrow from 8.30. And uh, also, uh, Dan Mumford, manager of Station Sound at BBC Radio 1 and 1 Extra. Hi, Steve, how are you doing? And the reason I've asked you to join us this time is you're both Sony Radio Academy Award winners. So congratulations. It was great. I wasn't there. Unfortunately, I was in uh, Johannesburg. But it was great to hear you uh, going up on stage, collecting those awards. And, uh, and Brian, your speech was quite memorable. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Uh, some say it was the best of the night. Um, no, I, I'll tell you what happened, and it will haunt me to my, to my dying day. Um, we didn't think we were going to win, because uh, I was under the assumption you, you, someone tells you, you, you get a nod or something. So me and my colleague Lee uh, imbibed a bit too much wine. Uh, so consequently, we got, when, we got up stay, when we got up on stage, I uh, forgot, well, the bare bones of my speech that I prepared. Uh, it was originally... I mean, if we, were, if we were redoing it again, it was originally meant to go making promos, making good promos, rather, is all about the three Ws. Uh, what is it? When is it on? And more importantly, why should you listen? And then I would go on to thank everyone, and everyone would go, <laughs> and I'd go off stage. Uh, however, I only remembered two of the three Ws, and then I just mumbled a bit. I may have swore, I don't remember, and then I just sort of uh, uh, shambled off stage, which, which was very, very embarrassing. But I'm hoping no one was really listening. Well, let's hear exactly how that sounds. We didn't think we'd win because we were so far over there. Um, so, um, promos all about three W's. Uh, why should you listen? When should you listen? Hang on, I said why already. Hang on. Uh, why you should listen? When you should listen? And something else, I don't know. I forgot my speech. Um, but the reason why we're here is because Jeff Lloyd does a, an amazing show and he makes the job so much easier for everybody. So, well done, Jeff. This is for you mainly. And for Lee, Dan and Joe. Well done, congratulations. Thank you very much. It actually doesn't sound as bad as I thought it did. Uh, it sounds worse. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah, it's uh, all very exciting, and I'm just glad for the team, really, that we, we managed to win against such strong competition as well. Well, let's talk about the audio that did win that prize. Tell us the story behind the, uh, the Jeff Lloyd complaints promo. The main idea came from Jeff himself, um, because somebody, I believe, uh, in the promote, uh, somebody in the in one of the departments anyway said why don't we do a promo which um like reads out the twitter feeds of you know why people love the jeff show uh and we were sort of not forced to do it but it was like oh let's let's go down the road and see what it sounds like um and somebody said to jeff oh would you like to do a promo like this and he said no that's an awful idea and rightly so and he said but why don't you do a promo involving all the complaints i have and instantly that sort of lit a fire in all our heads and we were like oh fantastic so we he gets quite a lot of Ofcom complaints Jeff um, they're all uh, they're all not upheld but nonetheless uh, but when you get an Ofcom complaint you get the um, it's anonymous obviously because they protect the source of the people that complain but you get the whole transcript of the complaint and it was just like a veritable gold mine so we uh, we transcribed the best ones um, and then we made it into a promo it's as simple as that really and we were very lucky also in the fact that we have Matt Berry and Kate O'Sullivan as our station voices, uh, who can do a whole the whole gamut of voices. So um, add that to a bit of music, and that's it. Jeff Lloyd's Hometime Show. It'd be a tad self-important if we told you about all the people who enjoy it. So instead, we thought we'd read you some extracts from genuine complaints verbatim. All right. Uneducated and disgusting. I doubt we ask children, and it comes across as a bit weird. Jeff Lloyd is encouraging the rioters. Crude, brainless chit-chat. I'm changing stations. It really is not funny. Yeah, 
Jeff Lloyd's Hometime Show. Have you listened yet? Weekday afternoons from five on Absolute Radio. Dan Mumford's here, having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I actually heard that when um, we I did a panel at the student radio conference and um, one of your colleagues was on it. I can't remember Prince his name. Yeah, and uh, I just think it is hilarious. It really makes me want to listen because it's just not a normal radio show, is it? You know, you're gonna you, you know you're gonna hear something uh, controversial, possibly, or you know, at least really funny. It's just a really good idea. And you talked about the voices that you're using on Absolute. How do you keep the voices consistent throughout the station? Because they are very distinctive, consistent voices, but still manage to achieve that cut through for individual pieces of work. Um, it's usually uh, about the the idea and them doing stuff which is a little bit, um, I hate to use this phrase, but I'm going to anyway, uh, off the wall. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> it sounds worse coming out of my mouth than in my head. <laughs> Um, spiky and irreverent, um, but it, but it's tr- you need to get those those moments where people go, hang on, this isn't just a promo. Oh, hang on, is this a promo? What's going on here? Or, you know, um, and we're very lucky, like I said before, in the fact that we have Matt Berry, who um, we probably maybe don't know his name, but he's from the IT crowd. Mm. Does a lot of voiceovers, but he's very very distinctive. Um, and we have Kato Sullivan, who I think uh, is the voice for this this podcast at the beginning so she has such a great range to her voice and that in turn gives us uh, the confidence to go off and write things that that you know a normal voice server couldn't pull off perhaps um which is to their great you know um uh, i've forgotten the word i was going to use it's, it's they're great they're great credit there we go <laughs> this is why i'm not good at speeches <laughs> does she do all the voices on that promo uh, she does all the female voices, and yeah. I mean Matt. Matt, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Matt only has. Uh, I'm not going to say he has only one speed, but he has he has one execution. But it's so different to everyone else that you know that's all mm. he needs. And he's so distinctive, and he's all over not just Absolute Radio, but a lot of your uh, diffusion stations as well. Mm. The eighties, the nineties. Do you ever get complaints from listeners about the amount of Matt Berry that's on the radio? The most feedback we've had is for our eighties station, uh, which is probably the most lively of all the imaging on all the mm. digital um, stations. And that's because they tend to burn... Because they rely a lot more on the imaging because mm. um, there's not as many shows as the main station. Um, the imaging tends to burn a bit more. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you just saying, this is absolute 80s, that doesn't really burn. But when you're doing a funny line, that burns a bit quicker. But we've got this strategy in place where we're trying to make it sound as if it's within the Absolute Radio family... Um, but we always we usually tend to pair him with somebody else. So we pair him on Absolute Eighties with um, a lady called Belinda. I think she's called Belinda Smith. I'm not quite sure. Sorry, Belinda, if you're listening. Um, and we pair him with another lady on Absolute Noughties. We pair him with a with a guy on Absolute Radio. Well, not yet. We're going to on Absolute Radio Nineties. So we're um, gradually bringing them all into line in, in the sense that Matt will be on all of them, but with somebody else. And how often is Matt in your studios? Uh, not often enough. Uh, <laughs> he's he's in uh, usually about twice a week, which is you know it's a it's a fair. Uh, sometimes if he's off filming stuff, it can be a bit difficult. Um, but then that's when we rely on Kate sometimes. So mm. it's good that we've got two of them. And the great thing about them is we can use them on their own as well. We don't have to have them always in tandem. Although they work best when they're in tandem. Mm. And of course, Matt Berry is not only a voice artist but also a comedian and a writer. And I know Vince Lynch has been on this podcast before, talking about getting Matt involved in some of the writing. How do you work with with Matt on on the creative and on the writing? Um, we often this is this is where it becomes sometimes a bit sticky because when you try and do uh, when you're trying to do comedy lines yourself or funny lines, um, uh, when you're working with a straight voiceover, 
it they'll just be like well i'll just read whatever's written but with matt it's a little bit different because he has something invested in it in the sense that he he's a comedian as well so if we write stinky lines then he'll say look that's a bit stinky which is great though because mm. you know we've got an extra uh, layer in there the the quality control um you can write a line which you think is the funniest thing in the world and he'll do it and you go that nah, didn't really work but then you'll write a line which is you know it could be just uh, this evening from six and he'll make you laugh out loud because he'll go this evening from six or, or whatever <laughs> so he's got it's yeah. it's just an extra you know um gun in the arsenal you can call upon you know well what else have you brought along um i've brought along um oh, it's quite a mouthful this um an in-stream promo now in-stream i don't know if you're familiar with it it's um a thing we're running on absolute radio where if you listen online Okay, let me get this straight. It's quite a hard proposition, which is why it's hard to make a promo about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen online to Absolute Radio, logged in through something the boffins have done, I'm not quite sure how they how they how they do it. Um, but you hear less advert, uh, fewer adverts, I should say, not less. Bad grammar. Um, you hear fewer adverts because something to do with buffering, and because you're logged in, they can play you adverts for, which are a bit more applicable to you rather than you know to a 45 year old woman or, or whatever. Um, but the the biggest issue we've had with that is, is trying to explain to people why you should listen and how you should listen without it sounding like a boring sort of, oh, God, you listen to this or do that or without it sounding too complicated. So this is something we've done uh, in the last two months, which we've all pretty pleased with. Let's play a game. I am Absolute Radio and you are you. What would you like? I'd like to hear fewer adverts. Good idea. If you listen via absoluteradio.co.uk, we'll make sure you hear less adverts. How many much more fewer lesser? Over 50% fewer. What's the catch? We get to look at every email you've ever written. Really? No. You just have to listen via your Absolute Radio account. If you haven't got one, it takes seconds to set up and it's free. And do you know what? Because we're feeling generous, you can win a new iPad every weekday when listening to our ad light service. That sounds great. Can you play more Hall & Oates album tracks as well? Now you're just taking the... Pi- uh, 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 absolute radio. One of the things I'm quite into at the moment is just being as honest as possible because I'm a, a bit fed up. It's not so much radio, it's more TV and other adverts and other promos that it's like, what does that actually mean? What are you trying to get at? And mm. you know, all the terms and conditions stuff. And I know that certainly when I listen to something and there's an offer or they're claiming something i'm in the back of my head i'm always thinking well that's that's obviously not true or what uh, what would you mean or which is why we try to put a bit of that you know what's the catch in well there actually there isn't a catch all you need to do is log in yeah to listen you you need to do something for us it's, it's actually a hu- well it's not a hard thing to do but it's harder than turning on the radio so we're trying to reassure you in turn by saying by doing a little joke about you know we get to look at every email you've ever written because when you sign up for those things you think oh what are they going to use my email for is it just a, are they just going to spam my account with stuff and we want to say look no that's, that's obviously a lie we're not going to we're not going to do that but it is valuable as a, a particularly as a commercial radio station to yeah. be getting some data from your from your listeners oh immensely so um I, when the people uh, that, I suppose the word has invented it, were trying to explain it to us, I was going, oh, what's the big deal? Yeah, so you get less adverts, what? You know, what does that mean? Uh, you know, you, will you get, and they go, no, you do, you, you get less adverts. Um, as of, I think, two weeks ago, it was, it was 50% fewer adverts if you listen online, which is quite a good proposition, mm. and not, not one I'm aware of that any other commercial radio station doing at the moment. Uh, but the, the other benefit for us is we get a lot more money for those adverts, which in turn will feed back into the station, which will enable us to employ more people and make better stuff, etc., etc. So it's really good to work on those sorts of campaigns, I think. I can imagine maybe the internet people are going, oh, and this, and then there's this, and can you also mention that you have to type in this in the password and, and then you hope 
thank God you were like, what's the one message for your adverts? Let's just get that in. And I know that we've done a few sort of like internet-y kind of ones that were so hard to make because they want to include so much so much about the functionality or something. Something that, that, that the people who make it are really interested in, but the listener probably doesn't care. Uh, we've, we're quite lucky in the sense that our, um, our online department are quite, they get it quite a lot. Yeah. So they're, when you say to them, oh, we can't really add that because yeah. they go, oh, okay, that's fair enough. Mm. Um, I actually had an argument with, not an argument, a disagreement with, with Clive because he wanted to do the, if you notice in there, was, was free iPads, which was is a great little um, way of, of getting people to, uh, a little taster, as it were, to get people to sample the service. And I was arguing that you didn't actually need the iPads because the proposition by itself is so strong. Mm. Um, but... I think actually he was right in the end. Probably you do need you need you need a little teaser to get people involved, and then once they realise it's great, then they'll they'll carry on. I think Clive's usually right, isn't he? That's I don't know if you've ever met the guy. He's yeah. absolutely infuriating. But the one <laughs> the, the one thing is, you always come out of meetings or where you have to do stuff, and you're like, <sighs> everyone always sighs and goes, you know what? He's right, <laughs> and that's the great thing about him. Really, he's you know he's, he's got great radio brain. The Earshot Creative Review, sponsored by Hobsons. Say hello, Hobsons, at hellohobsons.com. You're listening to Brian Murphy, who's the senior producer at Absolute Radio and picked up the Sony Best Single Promotion or Ad, I think it was called. I don't think we've, an ad has ever won that. And also with me, uh, Dan Mumford, manager of Station Sound at Radio One, and one extra and another Sony winner. Yeah, um... It was great, great to win that award for one extra, especially. We've already we won it a few years ago, and um, I, after those few years, we just totally changed the sound. And it was really cool that they sort of like the judges like that as well. So mm. it's just amazing to win, and against so much amazing competition, I actually thought Capital were going to pip it because of their whole amazing TV campaign i thought they were going to sort of get it for the sort of how did how did they translate that to radio which was really well done and you know mm. i thought that would have uh, pipped us but we didn't because we were i can't remember what the judges said brash or something I think. well let's have a listen to what the judges <laughs> said with chris evans on stage and the goal goes to a station the judges described as confident and brash with a real sense of fun it's bbc radio one extra collecting the award on the of one extra executive producer Dan Mumford Dan are you there ahoy ahoy so the two nominees uh, who didn't get a bronze silver or gold well this done, year Kiss and Jack FM you are a Sony gold winner well done congratulations well done thanks so much we won this award a few years ago actually and it's our sound's changed drastically so it's really glad to, I'm really glad that we've uh, been recognised again I want to say thanks to Ben and Reese for their support everybody at One Extra and my team uh, Matt, Chrissy, Patrick, Bernard uh, Mark and Nathan thank you very much well then thank you very much thank you Misha photographs backstage yeah so that was just it was amazing to win that award um, just against like I say so much good competition Kiss Radio 2 Jack and Capital just like all totally at the top of their game and just for for us to just sort of win was amazing well we played on the podcast a couple of months ago when Bernard Achenpong was here mm. we played a little bit of the uh, entry but we deliberately held a bit back yeah. um, what can we hear now that we didn't hear before um, we're going to hear the awesome foursome trail which is uh all about our daytime output on one extra so it was kind of conceived after the new sort of schedule had been put in place so trevor uh nelson 10 to 1 
Twinby on breakfast, Westwood on drive and Gemma in the afternoon. And we were trying to sort of work out how to promote daytime. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a funny one when you're promote trying to promote playlisted shows. What's everyone has everyone got a different USP or is it all the same it's all the same music? So what how do you sell it? Also we're trying to move away from promoting individual people in the daytime because we wanna you know, if you group them together then you've got better chance of getting up in your listening hours so it's all that was all part of the strategy um the original idea for awesome foursome was a bit more risque as you can probably tell from the, <laughs> the brand of the uh, daytime uh, but we kept we stuck with awesome foursome uh, and this trail is basically all the djs talking about each other BBC Radio One Extra's Awesome Foursome. Twin B. Who is he? Westwood is a very funny guy. I love Trevor. I really do. Matt, my girl, Gemma Kin. Twin B is a jovial sort of fella. Really nice guy. You get big tunes nice and early and first. Trevor can do radio with his eyes shut. God damn, that girl can chat, 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 chat. And I really love that in her. Loves his music. Desperately loves his music. Yeah, Westwood. Legend. He once even told me that he had Stevie Wonder's phone number. Hmm, says a lot. <laughs> Twin B. I don't even know what his real name is Gemma put the radio on his Gemma Trevor he's a proper good and Westwood I respect a lot BBC Radio One Extra's Awesome Foursome weekday mornings from 7 I think it's just uh, it's just accepted talent leads and the listeners follow they listen better they listen louder they listen more if the talent is sort of telling the story if we had a station voice saying Trevor is on from 10 to 1 and he thinks Twin B is a jovial sort of fellow it's not gonna they're not gonna believe it you know you just need to and that was what's good about that promo is you know they just there was no script written it was just talk about Twin B Trevor please mm-hmm. for a while Twin B talk about Westwood Gemma talk about Trevor and they did and they really honestly said what they thought about each of them and what I like about it is it's it really gives the impression of a family because you've got the younger newer DJs and the older established you know, established ones from, um, you know, coming over from Radio 1 to 1 Extra. And Trevor totally sounds like a dad when he's like, Twin Bill is a jovial sort of fellow. And, you know, and then there's the Gemma saying about he had Stevie Wonder's phone number. So it's like there's a dad, there's dads and there's kids and it really works as a real family. I, I love that promo just now. I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, but my one question is, what what would, hap- what would happen if... What would your backup going to be if they all hated each other and slagged each other off? <laughs> there is, like... That is one of um, many other promos because it kind of became a... Right, let's do an awesome foursome trial every month or whatever. there's a Christmas one, there's a sort of summer one. And one of them was them in a in the office all talking about... Uh, how they go? How should we promote our shows? And um, that kind of turned into a bit of an argumenty sort of one. But yeah, but I don't think they'd ever. <laughs> they're, they're all all consummate professionals. They'll all say what they need to say. <laughs> so you've picked up the goal then for one extra, and now you're turning your attention to Radio One. Yeah, I mean, we've just um, commissioned some new imaging for Radio 1 uh, thought we'd sort of take it out of house and see what um, some outside production companies were doing um, so that kind of start the whole sort of thing started last summer when 
um, we all thought let's sort of move on from the imaging that we've already got, which is from made by Real World. Um, and we had a load of meetings about what we expected from imaging, what we wanted, how we would be able to use stuff, what effects we need, and all that sort of stuff. And I sort of had a good idea in my head of what we wanted to get. Um, and we put it out to pitch just before Christmas. Um, got about 25 entries in. Had to listen to them all. It took me a few days because there's only so much you can listen to before it just all sounds the same. Um, and there's some really strong entries in there. Um, we finally decided to go with a company called Pure Jingles here in Holland. Um, was there no one in Britain who was good enough? <laughs> well, compared to that, I mean, we, it went on. It was nothing to do with, the, you know, where they were in the world. Just, you know, if we put it out to the world, the best will win. Doesn't but as the station that is part of your remit is to champion new British music, I wonder if there's any pushback when you went off to a bunch of foreigners. There wasn't any pushback, no. And I mean, you know, the best is the best. And I'd love, I don't think it would have been worth changing it if we were forced into doing something inferior. I mean, not that any of the UK, a lot of the UK ones were, but the pure jingle stuff was just, the production was clean and loud. And it, I really think for our imaging, we need to be, it, our imaging needs to be louder and stronger than the records so that we've really got an identity. And it, the production just made that happen. Well, let's hear the demo. And just tell me before we run this, what we're about to hear and uh, you know how much of this is from Pure Jingles and how much is additional production that you've layered on at the station. OK, so I made this demo, uh, which is a collection of sweepers going into uh, tracks, uh, making uh, segues with the sweepers. Um, and we've made DJ IDs ourselves um, out of elements of those sweepers. Um, it's got two new voices on there, our two new station voices, um, wow. who are Katie Bookless, who's someone I found. Um, she's an actress. She was auditioning for an open audition for a BBC sort of kids programme. Found her through that. Uh, she's great. And Michael Wooler, who is uh, comes from Student Radio, and he's just a really good, solid voice. Oh, no. One, one. Perry, part of me. BBC. BBC Radio 1. Fern Cotton. BBC. Radio 1. BBC. Radio 1.
music we trust on BBC Radio 1. In new music we trust, trust. on BBC Radio 1. <laughs> trust us to bring you the best new music from across the UK and from around the world. Tonight from midnight. The Rock Show with Daniel P. Carter. Basically it's all things heavy and guitar based. Welcome aboard. Now over on BBC Radio 1 Extra. A night of R&B kicks off with Ronnie Harrell. Bringing you the best R&B from the UK and beyond. In new music we trust. On BBC Radio 1. Are you ready? Are you ready? Go, come on. This is Scott Mills. BBC Radio 1. So you said clean and and loud. Yeah, clean, big, loud, just yeah. proper, huge production. Um, part of the brief was listen to our playlist. Um, what are the techniques that producers, uh, musicians are using to make these records and use that in your creating the imaging? So it reflects the playlist. Um, and it's just really loud and it's obviously mastered to ridiculous levels and it just you know, it just works for us and we were at the um student radio conference yeah. you and i up in bradford earlier this year and i was following uh the twitter stream the tweets that were coming out of the session when you play that and someone said it bounces off the walls <laughs> yeah it did <laughs> it was really weird because that's the first time i heard it in proper stereo because in that lecture hall they had like two speakers that were really far apart and you could tell the panning they did was like a bit it's just ridiculous it was just like all over the place it made me feel a bit ill actually but um <laughs> yeah it really does sound great especially when it's really loud a nice telescoping on your demo there when you're <laughs> when, but but you know when fern's running this stuff into songs on at the station uh, is she doing that herself or are you pre-producing some of the segues for her we um i've got an assistant producer who makes two uh pre-produced segues an hour um, the way some of those sweepers were built, most of them, in fact, um, was kind of um, made so that it'll that it'll sound ultra slick. So it goes into it. There's a sort of musical bit at the front, goes into a hit point where we will start the track if there's an instrumental at the beginning, and then there's an editable sort of like editable bit of effects going into a Radio 1 ID so you know it, it makes it sound very slick so you're hitting the vocal but also hitting the beginning of the track with a hit point so it just sounds really really slick And what did the DJs say about it those who are using it live? Um, they really like it I mean there's a positive reaction um, I think Scott was a bit worried about them for a little bit He, but then we sort of did some edits and it's working well for everybody yeah but that sound kind of stops when Chris Moyles comes on air, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's always been the case. <laughs> Nothing changes there, really. I think that's something that we can't really do much about. I mean, they've definitely taken an interest in using the new voices and stuff, so I think that we're sort of building towards them using more stuff. It's very difficult <laughs> thing to win. <laughs> the Earshot Creative Review, sponsored by Hobson's. 
Now, time is running out if you fancy putting yourself forward as new, undiscovered voice talent in the Hobson's Voice Search competition. The top prize is a professional artist's representation contract with Hobson's, uh, a produced showreel, and your talent showcased on the Hobson's website. There can't really be uh, a better way to start a voiceover career than that, wouldn't you say, Dan? I think it's a great idea. It's brilliant. I mean, to be represented by Hobson's for a year is like, if you're that good a voiceover, you're going to do amazingly well. I think it's just an amazing opportunity. And the runners-up in the competition also get to voice a narrative promo at the BBC with James Stodd, get to voice some imaging with Real World, and get to voice an ad at Global Radio, something that could be on Capital from a genuine client. That's good experience as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think we desperately need more voiceovers. And that sounds a bit, a bit <laughs> weird. There's good ones, though. Um, I, whenever we need a new voice for something, we spend an inordinate amount of time looking for one because to have that, that sort of... I'm not going to... Again, using a phrase I don't want to use, but I'm going to use it anyway. Uh, that X factor that no one else has, it's, it's incredibly hard to find. Mm. And you, with, unfortunately, with the advent of... Um, computers and MP3 players and cheap recording equipment. A lot of people out there are, you know, trying to become voiceovers because they think, oh, well, I've got a great voice, I'll become voiceover. But it's not just about the voice; it's about the craft as well. Um, if you, I know for, you know, I know from experience, and I've worked with voiceovers that aren't that experienced. It will take you about an hour to get what you want. Mm-hmm. But then, when you work with old pros or people that you know know what they're doing, um, you can, you know, first two takes or whatever. And I, I think, yeah, we do definitely need more and better well-trained voiceovers. Well, if you're entering the competition, the best of luck. Your entry, your demo reel, has to be in by the end of June, and I'll say June 2012, just in case you're downloading this uh, from iTunes. In the next century, 2012, uh, end of June, that's the deadline. Get your entries in, and all the details are at earshotcreative.com. Good luck. The Earshot Creative. So it's the ear shout now. Just a quick uh, shout out to a few people who've been in touch with us in uh, recent days and weeks. Hello to Alan Swan at RTE in Ireland. He produces Breakfast with Hector on 2FM. Either of you know that show? No, me neither. I'm sure it's very good. And uh, Alan, I'll find out more about it because Alan says next time you're in Ireland, Steve, I would like to treat you to lunch as a way of saying thanks for the podcast listens. We need more of those, please. More lunch invitations. Eric Abraham's been in touch from Los Angeles. He's a full-time voice talent, he says. I think that means he never stops talking. And he uh, sounds like this. Here's his voice. Hey, this is Eric Abraham in Los Angeles, and whenever I'm in iTunes, I always listen to the Earshot Creative Review. I've heard this episode one, two, three, four, five times. Uh, uh, EricAbraham.com if you want a bit of him in your stuff. Thanks, Eric. And several of you have asked who sings the Earshot Creative Review jingle we play at the top of the show. And I know, Dan, you're a fan of that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've been singing it all day, actually. How does it go? Jingle. No, I'm not going to actually sing it now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but who is, the, who is the voice? Oh, you've asked this question too. Okay, well, it's a, <laughs> the track is uh, it's from our friends at radiobeds.com, part of the Real World uh, organisation. And it's been sung over by the online session vocals company Session Singer Online. 
and that's what they do. You find the track and then they get their singers to sing whatever you like in a style to fit your brief over it. And they sort out all the melody and the vocal harmonies too. So if you're not too hot on composition and scoring, uh, then they'll take care of that as well. Uh, Session Singer Online. And the lady who sings on the Earshot Creative Review jingle is called Sharon Wolf. Good to know. Does that answer your question? It does. Thank you very much. It's a long-standing question. <laughs> now answered. Happy to help. Uh, let's turn to our 1% inspiration. Brian, what have you brought along that uh, has inspired you in your work? Um, well, I've been a bit difficult with you today because I've brought um, a video. But upon watching the video again after a while, um, I think it works uh, well as audio as well. I think you just about get away with listening to it as audio. And it's, it's an advert for um, an American company called OneDollarShave.com. Um, and... Uh, the reason I was drawn to this and watched it a couple of times after first seeing it was the fact that it it, it follows that approach that I'm quite keen on, and I don't I don't know if this is because, like I've said before, that I work in an industry which is you know essentially advertising for all intents and purposes, and I've, I see quite a lot of stuff behind the scenes. It just it just pees me off all the time when I see just bad adverts and horrible um, scripts and just things that are all a bit ethereal and oh buy this what well, I don't know what are you selling uh, what you know so. I I was incredibly drawn to this because it just it it's one of those Ron Seal things where it's it it just tells you what it is uh, when no not to cut it again. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that audio from yeah, the exactly. Sony's. We can spin that again. Um, no, but it, it follows the th- yeah, three W's. What is it? Uh, uh, when can you listen? Well, not when can you listen, but where can you buy it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's I just think it's it's great. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher and 10 blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop-up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com, and the party is on. And now that guy is actually the, the CEO of the organisation, isn't he? Well, I, I don't know if he is for real, because a lot of these, you know, mm-hmm. companies, you know, have a pretend, you know, CEO or spokesman or whatever, but for all intents and purposes, I think he, he may well be. I gather um, he is, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, he is. Sorry, yeah. you've looked into it more than I've done. Um, <laughs> um, but I, the video, um, it doesn't complement it that much, but it's just him walking through his factory and there's various things going on. But the main thing is just the messaging, which I think is just simple and elegant. And it's the sort of thing that I would go, oh, okay, actually, yeah, you're right. Why am I going to pay, you know, £18 for five razors when I can just get, you know, one a month mm. from this, this company? And it's just as good as the other stuff so yeah mm. they've taken the time to explain the proposition and do it in a fun way yeah um which is similar to what you know I, I try and do with my promos when we have complicated things to explain to people just just say it and chuck in a couple of jokes job done yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i totally identify with that promo because i've always thought 
why do you have two blades, then three, then four? Then where are you going to go from four <laughs> blades to five? I think there is a five one, isn't there? It's just, like, ridiculous. That's something that I've always thought. And why are there five of them when you could, <laughs> when your grandfather did better with one? It's exactly... It's totally true. And, Dan, what's inspired you recently? Um, this is really what's inspired me recently. I've just gone old school on sound design. It's Delia Derbyshire from the Radiophonic Workshop. Um, Radiophonic Workshop is something I just absolutely love the stuff they were making years ago is just a constant source of inspiration like their radio jingles their tv stuff the sounds they were making with a tape recorder back in those days is just totally mind-blowing to me now that you've got stuff like pro tools and stuff and you it sort of makes you realize that a lot of the sort of radio effects packages that are made are you know compared to that stuff they were doing totally pretty lazy to say the <laughs> truth Everett. <laughs> <laughs> I've got visions of I used to work in Made of as an archivist and I used to work in the actual radiophonic workshop rooms and it was just amazing being in there. And you listen to that and like, yeah, these days you might think, well that's a very quaint kind of bit of music, but I just see her probably took a week to make that yeah. painstakingly by hand and it's just sort of that sort of dedication that with computers and stuff today we don't really people would never be bothered to make something like that now. And we're recording this, coincidentally, on the birthday of Robert Moog. And his birthday's been brilliantly celebrated by Google. It's one of their doodles, which I noticed has a four-track audio recorder on it. Have you played with that yet? <laughs> I haven't yet, no. I'll, I'll do when I get back yeah. to the office. You won't get any work done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed that, yeah. It, does, it, has a, it has a sound which is very rich, which you don't often get anymore. It's like a rich... It's almost dripping with just loveliness, mm. and it's, it's fantastic, yeah. That's a Kenny Everett phrase, dripping with loveliness. <laughs> I hear him saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really like it. Um, I used to love making sounds for stuff um, in the old days, when you couldn't, you know, when could, everything was online then. In the old days, it was always effect CDs you have to go through and you'd, mm. you'd, you'd laboriously flick through no no not that one and then in the end you just go and make it yourself and weirdly the sound you were always after wasn't actually the, it wouldn't be the sound you know if you wanted the sound of a boot hitting hitting the floor you'd have to use your hand to hit the wall or something it was mm. yeah it was, no it's really good i must have to, i must get the uh, radiophonic cd <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the earshot creative review with steve martin and finally today, let's uh, celebrate a lost art in radio imaging, the station song. Back in the 80s, you may remember, local radio stations commissioned custom songs that uh, oozed civic pride and, and they were packed with uh, curiously rhyming local place names. If your station didn't have one of these, then it just didn't care. We're coming from Himmel and St Albans too We're round the hills and hearts we're playing just for you We're coming from Luton and Dunstable right here Across the downs to where the new cars are in gear Children, radio, the best sound in your town In Shrock 
I think we'll just pot it down on the goose fair. I love that. I actually, because I used to, I went to um, university in Nottingham and I love the goose fair and Market Square and it does make you think, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know about that. And then I've, and also Chilton, I've just moved to um, Berkhamsted and I was a bit annoyed I didn't mention it there. It's difficult to <laughs> rhyme, Berkhamsted. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Your first instinct is always to think, oh, that's bloody naff, isn't it? But then it's like the thing when, you, when you're watching television and then uh, you'll see, like, somewhere where you grew up or somewhere you know, you always go, oh, I know that place. Oh, look. So it's the same. It's the same principle. And, yeah, no, I still have some of them. In, what was it? My, my wife is from Lincolnshire. She used to work for Lynx FM. And when I used to go and visit her all the time, I would hear there, and it used to, I think it might still be, it was like, from the Humber to the Wash. And it was, it was yeah. But I know I do like them. And, you know, I, it's a shame with the decline of, like, local radio that you don't really get them anymore you don't i think radio imaging is poorer without them mm. and uh, and i think uh, jake yap of bbc radio leeds he's the writer and comedian and musician he's the guy who used to do uh, all the comedy all the funny bits on the six music breakfast show um but he's now on radio leeds and he has created a touching tribute to the genre of the station song so we'll uh, close on this and uh, just like the 80s i'll try and talk up to the vocals and i think you'll agree a station song revival is well overdue we're back in july Don't forget to get your demo in for the Hobson's voice search competition by the end of June. It's a deadline. But for now, from Dan, Brian and me, Steve Martin, bye for now. Goodbye. Goodbye. The sun is shining in West Yorkshire. Let Catherine and Martin your ear. Radio Leeds is the best, that's a fact. From Putsy down to Pontefract. Shining in West Yorkshire I like to start the day in Brick House By the A641 And in Wakefield by the Big House It's a category A prison The bells ring out for everyone From Heckman White to Swillington And so the sun is shining in West Yorkshire
show notes, photos, links, and details of how you can be part of the Earshot Creative Review, find us at earshotcreative.com.